chapter 26. The gatekeepers. <laughs> There's a whole chapter dedicated to these gatekeepers. For the gatekeepers, the following were the divisions from the Korathites, Meshelamiah, son of Korah, from the sons of Asaph, and there's a long list that follows, correct? I'm not going to read it. The purpose of the gatekeepers, they really had six things that they were supposed to do. The gatekeepers were supposed to, number one, what would we call the gatekeepers today at at St. Paul's? Ushers. Ushers, probably. So number one, provide a peaceful worship environment. However, drives me crazy uh, my sister used to worship at a church where the pastor would make it a point to tell parents more than once in the service, if your child starts making noise, there's a cry room. Please do not let your child make noise during the sermon. I can't concentrate on my own preaching. Um, I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't like that. In fact, my wife and I, 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 I were planning our wedding when I heard that for the first time. And I had a cousin who decided to forbid children under a certain age from her wedding. And so I, uh, I, I asked Kath and we decided, you know what, for our wedding, how about if we put the baptismal font down in front and make the wedding party have to walk around it. And let's have a choir of all the kids in our families who are of, the, of our fellowship. And they'll sing, like, uh, bless this house or something. And uh, that's what we did. It was, we, we, we saw it as a prayer that God would bless our family with children. That's, and we told people that. You know, this is, I don't want to forbid children from our marriage or from our wedding. So bring them on. I still like it when kids are making noise at St. Paul's. Um, when are they going to get used to being at church if they don't get used to it when they're still noisemakers? Right? When do kids stop being noisemakers? You know, I don't know if that ever stops necessarily. You're always going to have somebody who's... I had an uncle who, if he didn't like a hymn, would slam his hymnal and slam it into the pew. So the pastor would always know, okay, Neil didn't like that one and and uh, so forth. But it just was one of those things. You know, never quite got over being a noisemaker, even into his 80s. You know. Number two, to preserve the outward purity of God's house. Remember, what's happening at the temple also includes sacrifices, and certain people can't come in. There was a fellowship issue. When, when could you not come in? Well, unrepentant sin but also simple ceremonial uncleanness. What about the blood laws? I'm, I'm sorry, you had a baby last week. You can't come in. You know, you're supposed to be at home with your baby for the period of time, you know, before you, and, and other things, you know. Um, you know uh, so, that, number three, to guard the entrances so that no unclean person would enter. So that, to, to, the, the, the definitely an usher issue. Um, do our ushers at St. Paul's keep an eye on who's eligible to come up for communion? It's not possible, which is one of the reasons why, when was the year? It was before I came, 90, 95? When did we stop insisting on only male, like, councilman ushers at St. Paul? Was it earlier than the 90s even? How long were women ushering at St. Paul's? And I'll say non-councilmen. You know, because there's 
that there isn't a, that the ushers no longer have a fellowship role. So can they take the offering? Can they, yeah, yeah. So doesn't doesn't apply any longer. Number four, to unlock and open the doors in the morning and close and lock them at night. This still goes on in Jerusalem. There is a family that claims to go all the way back. I don't know if they think they go back to David here, but they go at least back to the second temple because they get to unlock a certain gate. Uh, This family, they have the secret ladder and the sacred key and a member of their family climbs the ladder every morning to unlock the upper door, to unlock the lower door, to get into that gate in Jerusalem. Number five, to keep the temple free of disturbances. Can you think of a particular disturbance in scripture maybe? Say it again. Yeah, Jesus and the money changers. Yeah, I, there's a certain aspect of didn't didn't David <laughs> allow for this and you know install gatekeepers for this? What's going? So Jesus makes a whip himself and drives them out himself. Um, finally, um, by the way, does that mean that with disturbances though, where did, how far does that go into worship with disturbances? We had a member who is with the Lord now. I'm, I'm going to quote him because he misquoted scripture to me once. He, was, he objected to the meet and greet at the beginning of the service, the say hi to people around you, um, because, and he quoted um, the prophet saying, what is this bleating I hear in my ears? Which is, that's uh, apples and oranges. That's not a before worship thing. Um, but and finally, to guard the temple storerooms, you know they had they had uh, you know unleavened bread and they had wine and they had salt and they had other things uh, being stored in the temple. It, it, there was gold, there was bronze, there was there were money and things like that. And then there were the two treasuries. Um, so they're the treasuries in God's house. And the treasuries for the consecrated things, which would be like off-site treasuries. So one is the general offerings of the Israelites. I misspelled Israelites there. Israelis, I think I have there. Um, but uh, so that would be the widow and her might. There was a kind of a offering, a collection box. One of the kings of Israel, um, oh, was it? I'm, I'm going to get it wrong. I just read that, though. But the king's names start to blur together when you're reading, the, you know, in Second Chronicles, Second Kings. But one of the kings actually took and bore the he bored the hole into the into the treasury box himself. Um, might have been uh, Josiah or one of those where he actually took a you know the, the the drill and did the hole himself to so people could put their money in. Then, but then by the time of the widow's might. The, the Josephus says that the, that the entry point for the coins wasn't like we would think of a slot like in a pop machine. It was more like the, 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 the bell of a trombone. So, you know, like you can't miss, you know, or like when you go through, oh, when you, if you're going through the toll road, like around Chicago, how big is that coin box? You can throw it, right? Yeah. 
uh, and, and hid it. And, uh, and then plunder from war, other special gifts, um, but they're off limits to secular use at the same time. So, got a couple minutes yet. Can I go into the, just the army divisions? There isn't a lot here, but chapter 27. But there are these army divisions as well. So the following is a list of the leaders of the people of Israel, those who were the heads of the father's houses and commanders of military units of a thousand of a hundred. So to be a military commander, you had to be able to organize your own family. Does it remind you of something? How can he administer God's church if he cannot, you know, keep charge of his own family? Um, and the officers who served the king. Um, so they served the divisions that came in and went out month by month. Whoa! Month by month through all the months of the year, in every division there were 24,000 men. So there, every month a new commander took over. And each commander had his army. So there are 12 divisions of the army and 12 different commanders. Um, so the new army was called up to serve. And that way, it, it's kind of like our National Guard, you know, the going out. And I suppose in case of war, this is my own speculation, I suppose that another army might be called out in, in case of a war and you need more than 24,000. Although 24,000 is a lot. You know, but you might call up if you send out your 24,000, you send out your division for April, you might call up your May guys to take over the guard duties or recall your March guys or something like that. So we have this uh, circle of fellowship around, finally it's around the Ark of the Covenant. Holy place, or holy of holies, holy place, temple, and then around the temple, now with the people, you've got the priests, followed by the Levites, followed by the singers, and the gatekeepers, and the treasurers, and there are these officers of the other treasuries and so forth. Finally, there's the army, and what's the outermost ring? All the people. Yeah, all the people, but there's this there's this protective ring around everything. And the monthly assignments of the division of the army. So you have your 12 Hebrew months. Do you see the last one in the lower right-hand corner? Their months were lunar. And therefore, you're always going to have, uh, it's going to be off. And every couple of years, they just can't got into the practice of, depending on how much the calendar is off, they added an extra, an extra it's, it's, um, it would be correspond to March, and they would throw it in again. So it's called Adar, and they would have Adar Shani, or Va'adar, which means Adar again. So 1st March and 2nd March, that kind of thing. Um, and that's, that's what they would do. And by the way, if you were born during 2nd March, your birthday counts as having been during 1st March. So that's, that's, I, that, that's a question that gets asked, and they, they answered it. So there, nothing happens during second, second Adar that doesn't count for first Adar. So that's the way they reckoned it. So, but with the divisions of the army, so in the first month, which is the Passover month, Nisan, this guy, 
uh, Yeshobiam is the, is the commander of the army that month. The month goes by, and now you've got Dodai and his 24,000. Does that make sense? New commander. Then something interesting happens, though. In Sivan, the third month, the text tells us that it was Benaiah's division, but it was really his son and later his grandson who served as commander. But they still called it Benaiah's division. So have you ever heard, like in a Civil War movie, somebody will say, oh, that's Stonewall Jackson's corps or something. But Stonewall Jackson died. So, but it's, or, or we might say, oh, that was, that's Eisenhower's division, right? Well, how long has Ike been dead? You know, 40 years? So it, uh, but it's still, you know, called that, out of respect to that famous commander that had it, you know, long ago. So the monthly assignments, number one. And then with regard to the officers, this is the part here at the end of the book where we're told again, the count was discontinued. Um, why was the count discontinued when David was counting this, the, the, the army? He wasn't supposed to do the count. And so his own commander, Joab, the supreme commander, didn't even bother to finish. He didn't count Levi or Benjamin and didn't finish everybody else. Um, so it wasn't even, wasn't counted. And then there were separate officers for the king to handle David's personal property. Um, I don't know if we're going to get there, but I do want to ask this. So the army had a role in the worship life of the people by keeping Israel safe, right? Does our army or our government today play any similar role and even our troops in today in Afghanistan and so forth by, by keeping the world a safer place in general and the government itself has laws in place that allow us to worship as we will now the government may try to may make a mistake and get try to get its fingers into things well if you say this or if you don't allow these kind of people to have a position in your church, we're gonna, what would they do? We're, what, what, what can they take away from us? Think about Europe, where churches are state-run. Therefore, if the king or the Kaiser says, you will do this, then they will do that. How did the Missouri Synod, the Minnesota Synod, the Wisconsin Synod, and the Michigan Synod all get started? Because the Kaiser said, you may no longer teach the Lord's Supper the way you teach or else you're going to jail. And so Walther and others got into ships and came over and said, we're going to still teach this, but we're going to go to America and we're going to start a new kind of, of, uh, of a church system. We call it the congregational system whereby a church calls its own minister has its own policy and polity, and we still follow it today. And when Europeans come over and see this, they think, how do you make this happen? How can you possibly pay your clergy? Well, we have offerings, something that they can't even imagine doing. For them, the offerings in church, if they even go, that's just the poor box. That's not, that's not helping anybody else. Just a couple of passages here at the end. God is not an order, God of disorder, but of peace, and everything should be done 
in a fitting and orderly. We will pick it up at uh, chapter 28 then next week. And um, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. You've been listening to Invisible Church, the Bible study podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church, New Wall, Minnesota.